lights up everything, reunited and it feels so good. We're back in person as the NHL officially announces its plans for one day giving us something to talk about. Oh well, it's a start, but we've got some questions for Gary Bettman, so let's get started and let's go Blues! <laughs> guys one cup podcast i do know the name of my own podcast it is friday may 29th <laughs> i thought i could do it without the calendar and we're back in person i have covid be damned that's right we both have it now so mm-hmm. you know isolating together our days are numbered but at least we can record the podcast together no 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 we were not at lake of the ozarks this week you did travel to Mexico, Missouri, mm-hmm. but that was for... That's the opposite direction. Yeah, and that's so probably... Mexico, Missouri, north of Lake of the Ozarks. And north from here, which when you say go to Mexico, not what you think. Uh, but yes, we're back, and it's good. it's good to be together again. Hopefully the recording quality will be a little bit better. Although I don't think it's been terrible the last few weeks. No, it's going to go downhill. The occasional, fact. yeah, well, we're trying to get better. <laughs> we're like, you know, I yeah. think the virus will propel That's us right. to new heights. That's right. Uh, but uh, we have come back the same week that the NHL has officially sort of begun the long <laughs> process of coming back uh, and announced plans for play that are very similar to what was already rumored. Mm-hmm. Pretty much identical, but, but the now Bat they're formal. Said more, yeah. Uh, so, well, that was what Tuesday, um, Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Seems like ages ago. Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, but um, sometime earlier this week, Gary Bettman went on a very wooden, which can only be expected from the great one himself, uh, <laughs> Zoom video call of sorts. I yeah. thought he, I thought he, had, he had a little uh, pizzazz. Yeah, to he it. did at times. He did at times. The uh, good Gary, the good Gary Bettman uh, character that only he can. Yeah, provide. that kind of stoic, but sort of funny. Sort of smirking, like, yeah, yeah fuck it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was on his, uh, he was at home and uh, recording this, and we got a lot of news from it. So why don't we just dig into what he said? And then after we discuss this, who knows where we go? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, but uh, the health the health element, obviously he said the health and safety of players and staff is what is most important to the NHL. While the NHL is anxious to resume play, they are waiting for medical professionals and the relevant government, relevant government authorities to let them know it is okay to do so. Fans are telling us in overwhelming numbers... Us being the NHL, mm. not not us. I mean, they're telling us, us. Yeah, that's true, too. They're knocking down the door. That they want the NHL to complete the season. So we have seen a we've seen <laughs> Season a, completed. He then said the season is over. <laughs> that's right. That is true. Uh, we'll get to that. But uh, we have seen a lot of 
encouraging signs from even places as hard hit as New York, mm-hmm. where I think either Andrew Cuomo or Bill de Blasio said, you know, we're willing to work with sports teams if if they are willing to be safe and not have fans, mm-hmm. you know, to facilitate them returning to play, which, you know, those are those are the areas that you're really worried about in terms of resisting this happening. Uh, the NHL, as we'll get into, is talking about having hub cities anyway, so that doesn't necessarily affect them as much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, s- safety always had to be the most significant part mm-hmm. of this, you know? And I've this comes in a week f- fortuitously for the NHL where I believe the CDC announced that the the actual death rate for people under 50 from COVID-19 is like 0.05, mm-hmm. which is less than the flu. Again, as we've said before, I could be completely making that up. Please check the facts for yourself. Call but, your doctor. But I'm pretty sure that's accurate, which, you know, does does it lessen the burden for them to be safe and worry about the health of their players? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. But does it make it, you know, there was that Mitch Marner Twitch clip where he talked about well max domi has diabetes he could get this and die and yes he could anyone could but he's also a phenomenally healthy otherwise phenomenally healthy 25 year old or whatever he is and you know he's he's very unlikely for that worst case scenario so that's good news for them but it still all has to be done in a way where they can you know take care of these players health Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, as much as the incentive for them to come back is strong for financial reasons, they wouldn't be considering it if it was going to be, I mean, just to put it bluntly, if it was going to be a PR disaster, you know, let alone that they hopefully are actually concerned for their players' health. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Any any thoughts on the health portion before we move on? I'm interested, especially with Max Domi, because it seemed like these individual teams are talking about health, you know, safety for oh. themselves and how they're like, hey, if we if we as the Montreal Canadiens don't think it's safe, then Max Domi's just not going to play. So it'll be interesting to see if any teams take extra precaution with mm-hmm. players or if players themselves tell their team, hey, I don't feel comfortable and what will happen. I doubt it will be that many by that point, by the time they start playing. I mm-hmm. think maybe some of this, some of the worry will have died down a little bit, but um, it'll be interesting to see if there are any any holdouts. Yeah, I mean, I certainly hope if if a player, a, a really player in a unique situation like Max Domi, did say to his team, hey, I really don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. doing this, I would hope that they would understand that and and facilitate that even though obviously he's a star player for them and and they really want to beat the penguins you know i hope i hope they'd allow that uh but yeah yeah that's that that's the kind of practical we knew you had to say this now show us how it works sort of (laughs) situation disclaimer Mm -hmm. uh but in terms of the actual nuts and bolts of the season resumption itself He announced that for record-keeping purposes and in order to award regular season awards, uh, particularly like the Art Ross and the Rocket Richard that just end, uh, that just are whoever is number one at the end of the season, uh, the 2019-2020 season is now considered complete. So it finished at 
however many games each team played. Mm-hmm. Um, which does that mean the Bruins won the President's Trophy too? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Good for them. Blues uh, win the Central Division. Yeah, the Blues Yay, became Central Division it. champions. As Yay. time to raise a banner. Oh wait, we got the real one, didn't we, Nashville? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, sad. Uh, but uh, twenty-four clubs will be retu- resuming play. The top twelve in each conference, based upon points percentage at the time of the season pause. Uh, two hub cities will be used: one for the Western Conference and one for the Eastern Conference. And uh, the hub cities will be providing secure hotels, arenas, uh, practice facilities, and in-market transportation. I guess that's probably arena singular. Although, mm. I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll see depending I mean, on the size it, of the city. Especially when you're... I don't know how logistically you get in six games a day mm-hmm. in one arena which you would assume they'd have to do four to six mm-hmm. at the you know in that starting phase Are they... sterilizing things then well that's between, that you know, too yeah stuff? um so maybe maybe one of you know because chicago has two arenas mm-hmm. columbus presumably has like a uh ohio state arena and the nationwide mm-hmm. arena that sort of thing so who knows uh but we, we can talk about that more um and the other thing is you don't need an arena arena. You really just need a, a quality ice, ice yeah. sheet. So that's possible too. Practice but, arenas are a possibility. Yeah. Each team's limited to 50 personnel in their respective hub city. So that's 23 players. Probably, coaches. Probably not black aces. Probably mm-hmm. not a factor here. Coaches, yeah. trainers, trainers, medical staff. Yeah, equipment equipment managers. Uh, 50 total. Comprehensive system of testing will be in place at each hub city. Which is interesting, I think, because they talked a little bit about how initially, and maybe they changed their minds on this, this would be a lot of like self-testing. Uh-huh. Like guys doing, you know, taking their own temperatures and all that stuff. But someone brought up, I think multiple people on Twitter brought up, that these are hockey players that when their leg is broken in half are like, I'm good to play. Yeah. So it's like... I wonder about the whole self-testing thing. I mean, like you said, maybe this isn't as big a deal for these young, healthy athletes, but at the same time, it's like, I can only imagine you can't really tell what COVID is for a player when they're just worn out Mm -hmm. and sweaty, and now they're taking a temperature like, ah, yeah, it's like 99-something, but Mm -hmm. also, fuck it, I'm going to play. And so it's like, we'll see how comprehensive they are. Hopefully they'll at least have like a temporal thermometer for like entry or something you know which is scary which by I... the way i've had that done to me it's uh-huh. not like actually scary but like they're holding a thing at your yeah. head and i'm like this feels like a gun i was i did that uh the the clarkson Quayton mercy facility i had to get something from the pharmacy for my mom and that was uh yeah i got the scan and i'm like this is weird i also didn't know how close you had to... oh yeah <laughs> i didn't know how close you had to be uh-huh. and because of the whole six feet thing i'm like standing far away oh, yeah. and the person's like no you have to come closer <laughs> and i'm like "Ooh, it's a catch-22 i don't like it uh <laughs> yeah that is uh that's a that's a stickly situation uh the two hub cities have not yet been determined uh, i'm not convinced they yeah, haven't, but they probably have uh but the list of possible cities are chicago Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul, which probably not anymore. I think they're off the list. Not, not to be glib about an awful situation, but I would think the events of this week have probably 
uh, nixed that possibility. Although I was kind of surprised to see them on there in the first place for some mm-hmm. reason, but I guess it, I guess they are state of city. hockey. Yeah, that's true. Um, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. Toronto really surprised me too, mm-hmm. just because I thought their mayor and their city had been very, pretty hardcore in terms of like, oh no, we're not having yeah. any sort of sport. Thing. This feels like a list that they made have already crossed cities At off the list like four or five of these yeah. off the list and they yeah. said we need to make sure that people know we considered a lot of places or just just name the ones that are already off the list uh-huh. as well yeah that's probably true uh the nhl is using a four-phase approach to the resumption 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 of play the uh, phase one is self-isolation and the current phase that the nhl was in at the time of this press briefing phase two is what they are now entering right not mm-hmm. officially today but that's like they've formally announced that they're yeah, entering they can, it. they can do uh, small group uh practices informal <laughs> clubs can return to their home facilities for voluntary small group on and on ice on and off ice training starting sometime in the first half of june speaking of which did you see the tampa bay lightning yeah. video it was fantastic it was I'm, great i loved it i loved pat maroon getting Dumped into the drink for no reason too. Not, not by the way, even acknowledged as a player. No, he just got thrown in the water. That's it. Uh, phase three is the opening of formal training camps and will happen no earlier than July 1st. And Which has now been changed to no longer or no earlier than July 10th now oh. for some reason. Okay. So there you go. We're just going to keep inching backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and then phase four is clubs in two hub cities for conference-based round robins, qualifying rounds, and the Stanley Cup playoffs. All of these phases and dates, as Ian just made clear, are subject to change. Classic wrestling booker uh, mentality. You know, you got to put subject to change at the bottom so nobody can get pissed at you <laughs> if Hulk Hogan's suddenly not there no more. Uh, <laughs> the top four teams in each conference, based upon points percentage, will claim automatic bursts into the first round of the playoffs. Hooray! Hey, we clinched there. and won the Central Division. They will play interconference round robins with each team playing the other three teams to determine their respective seeds in the first round. Let me, I'm just going to read through to the end of this part and then we can dissect each part. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know people probably know this already listening, but hey. Uh, these, You're the 1%. That's right. These games will be played with regular season overtime and shootout rules with ties in the final standings being broken by regular season points percentage. The remaining eight teams in each conference will play in best of five qualifying round series to advance to the first round of the playoffs. These games will be played with playoff overtime rules. Once the round robin and qualifying rounds are completed, conference-based playoffs will begin in each hub city. It is still left left to be determined if the first round or even the second round will be seeding based on uh, will be seeding based, or if it will have a concrete bracket formula. The players want seeding and the league wants bracket. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. Uh, it is also still undetermined if the first round, which is technically kind of the second round, but is I think formally the first round because the what the round robin round isn't technically a round, right? Yeah, but the qualifying round isn't part of the playoffs though either. Yeah, apparently, right? That's why but it's, it's three... also not part of the season. Yeah, it's distinctly three so... things. There's a round. There's a round robin portion. There's a qualifying round, and then when both of those are done, then the playoffs, then the playoffs will begin. begin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but the first round, which would be in the playoffs every, yeah the 
the 16, the group yeah, of 16, yeah. the survivors, uh, could still be five or seven. Even they said the second round could be five, best of five or best of seven. We'll talk about that. And the conference and Stanley Cup finals will be best of seven. Uh, and conference and Stanley Cup finals will most likely be played in only one of the two hub cities. Which I got to say, I saw a lot of people asking questions like, hey, so for the Stanley Cup, are they going to travel back and forth between the two hub cities? And I was like, no. are you dumb as a brick? <laughs> like, no, why? Why? What, how do you not get this? So thoughts, do, do you want to do teams that are in it? And then do thoughts, or do you want to do thoughts? No, let's do the thoughts on on this portion okay. so far. So, so I was going to say, how do you feel about the round robin uh, deciding like the seeding of the four teams in each conference that are getting the bye? Because uh, last week I I proposed a round robin for the whole thing. Yeah, well, because for some... the Blues, this this hurts the Blues mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, I don't love it. But the more I think about it, the more it sh- may be fair. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, like it was last week, a yeah, but pandemic situation. Yeah. I don't think it, it really screws the Bruins because they're like 10 points up on even the Lightning, mm. right? So, yeah. like, they were going to be first in the East or no, not conceivably no worse than second. But the counter is they still control their own fate. They just got to win it, you know? Mm. So I don't love it in the sense that I'd love for the Blues to just be the first seed and not have to fight for it. But I kind of like it in the sense that I'm glad that the games we're playing will mean something, Mm. that they won't just be blow off kind of, you know. I mean, they probably will be a little more than the qualifying round, but... Um, they certainly won't be just throwaway games that are like preseason hockey, which mm. is meaningless or all-star game hockey, you know? So, so I kind of like, and almost wonder if that was a big part of the reason they went that route mm. because, you know, I don't, nobody, nobody believes the Flyers were winning the Eastern conference or the stars, the Western conference, you know? So yeah. it's not like they really, if they wanted to do kind of a seating thing, they could have done a best of five tournament with the one and two and the three and four and see those two, you know, but, but I'm kind of, I'm, I'm warming to it. I don't love it. How do you feel? Yeah. At first I didn't like it. Now I just don't care. And I'm yeah, sort of like, you part know, of it's just give me hockey. You if know? you're, and if you're the blues and you're really good, then just beat those teams, you mm-hmm. know? And another thing is too, I, I could be wrong. Maybe it's because I guess I'll say I could be wrong. I think, that these games are going to be very lackluster in terms of energy mm-hmm. and everything because they already made the playoffs. If you're a hockey team, I'm sure um, in the locker room maybe you'd prefer to be a certain seed so you go up against a certain team. But overall, as a group, you're probably like, we don't care. We'll just try and beat the whatever team we match up against, especially the Blues who seem to not give a shit about who they play. They'll just do their best to crush them or whatever and wear them down. So I think these are going to look very, very exhibition-like, which uh, is fine. I mean, it gets these teams going. I think the whole theory that like it's going to get them going and they're going to be up and ready to go for this next team coming in is kind of like a myth. Yeah, I think that, but to I, be fair, I don't know that the next team coming in is actually really going to be that up and ready to go. Oh, either, no, I mean, I'm know? not saying it's a detriment necessarily. It's just that, like... 
I don't think it's going to be to the level that some people are thinking, oh, this is going to be like, they're going to be playing these three games just as intense as that, uh, you know, best of five series. It's like, nah, probably not. <laughs> Which yeah. is fine. Like I said, that's fine. But it's just like, I don't think any of these teams are really going to care. Like, you're already in the playoffs. Do you really want to push yourself so hard that you, like, injure yourself and now you're out of the playoffs? You're out of the next round? Mm-hmm. No. So you're going to get guys that are just kind of like, all right, let's get our feet wet. Let's... Let's try some things we've tried at practice and let's see what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Maybe that last game is kind of like the last game of the season where you're just trying to, you know, end on a good foot, you know, on the right note. So we'll see how it goes. But again, it's it's the best you can do with the pandemic, I think. I think it's not great, but it's it's the best option. You didn't want to have these guys playing no games. So it's like might as well have them play each other a little bit while you're waiting for these qualifying rounds to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you've touched on something I wanted to discuss, so I figure we might as well discuss it here. Mm. I think we need a formal podcast policy well in advance Mm. on whether these playoffs are legit and whether we take very seriously who wins the Stanley Cup or whether we don't, you know, because I don't want to sit here... I don't, I most don't want to be the guys who sit here now and say, it doesn't mean anything. And then when the Blues won it, it's like, oh, yeah. Every bit as important as last year, although we probably would be. But that'd be us. I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast, as we both do from time to time. And I love I try those not guys. To. Yeah, well, Just maybe kidding. not anymore. But Adam Wilde, who is a hot take connoisseur, I think, I don't think he'd even really deny that said at one point, I think these will be the most legitimate playoffs ever. Mm-hmm. And then 90 seconds later, tops, two minutes tops, he said, I'm also very excited to see Carey Price come back, and this is a quote, and face a bunch of weak-ass, crappy shots from players who have not been practicing. The most legitimate playoffs. In the most legitimate playoffs. And his point about the legitimacy was that everybody's healthy everybody's fresh. If you survive a grind, especially if you're a qualifying round team and you have to go through five rounds of the playoffs, yeah, it's the biggest ascent ever. But I just personally, I, I, I agree with everything you just said. And I don't think it's ever gonna not be that way. Because part nobody is ever going to try as hard at anything in an empty arena. You know, it can't help but feel like a rec league game. Yeah. Maybe in maybe when the Stanley Cup is in the building, you know, maybe it changes. But like, I just don't. I'm excited. I want to preface everything by saying I'm glad it's happening. I want it to happen. I'm excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. But hockey is not a game that you can play at half speed Mm -hmm. and have it be the same game. You know, baseball, for example, doesn't really change much. Might be more strikeouts, you know, less stolen bases some stuff like that, but it's still the same game. You still got to get 27 outs, all that stuff, you know, but like hockey, I just feel I I'm, I'm tempted to think like you think that especially early on. And I think probably for most of it, it's going to be a noticeably sloppier, noticeably lower effort playoff than anything we've seen mm-hmm. before. I think you're going to get a lot of like people just throwing bodies and stuff to begin. Mm-hmm. 
and then it's going to settle in and they're going to realize that they don't they have the physical energy to get up and play obviously because they've been resting so long but they just don't have that like i don't know what you call it fan power the energy like the the not the physical energy mm -hmm. i don't know what to call it the excitement mm -hmm. to get up for it so i think it's going to turn into yes they're excited to play but it's not going to be this like live wire energy that you can just feel through the tv screen i think it's going to get to being kind of like uh Sort of like um, when 3v3 overtime started. It was uh, like, oh shit, this this stuff's nuts. People are flying up and down the ice. I can't believe it. And then coaches and players figured out, oh wait, we need to control the puck. Oh wait, we <laughs> can go out of the zone and circle back in. And it yeah. became boring again. And so I think that's what it is. It's going to start off very fun, very you know high energy, lots of hitting, sloppy play like you said. And then it's going to settle in as everyone figures out, okay, no fans how do we you know how do we play without energy in the building how do we play against other teams again and it's going to turn into hockey and it'll be enjoyable but i like you said i don't think it's going to be to the level that the playoffs are normally and how how could you expect it to be you know what i mean yeah yeah and that's i can already i sorry as a second already see people complaining mm -hmm. like when they're watching it this isn't nearly as fun as i thought it was going to be it's like well this is, this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah, I mean, how can you expect a guy to go from zero to playoffs mm -hmm. and then tell them, oh, yeah, and if you want to win the big shiny trophy you normally win, this year it's going to be um, 31 games minimum. Mm. Not minimum, but, you know, th 31 best of 31, yeah. so to speak, at least. And that's if the first round is five games. Um, and on top of that, you don't get any fans, mm -hmm. which is the real thing of like, I don't, I don't, I wonder who that helps and who that hurts. Do you think Tory Krug runs through Robert Thomas without any fans yeah. in the building? No, no. not in a million years. That's for the fans, baby. That's for the energy. He yeah. did it because of energy. And he gets energy from it. Yeah. And, you know, it's... I, You're not going to be making these huge hits and stuff when no one's in the building. I will say I think it probably benefits teams like the Blues and Bruins and Blackhawks to a lesser extent. Who are, you know, who are older and more mature mm -hmm. and just are going to knuckle down and get to business. Yeah. I, the Maple Leafs, for example, I could see just not giving a, a single solitary damn and losing to the Black Blue Jackets pretty easily. Or I could see the whole playoffs unfolding in a different way where, kind of along my theory, nobody gives much of a damn and this, the, this is the one situation where the team that can just fly up and down the ice, you mm -hmm. know, with minimal effort has a huge advantage in the playoffs in which case it's very good for the maple Leafs. so i don't know i don't know what to expect on a lot of that stuff it's just it feels like overall the likelihood of it being as competitive and as grinding and as taxing and as difficult is pretty low 
Mm-hmm. And I do hope that if it's not the Blues, it's, you know, not the Maple Leafs, because fuck the Maple Leafs, but it's the Coyotes or the Blue Jackets mm-hmm. or even the Oilers. Like, let's get wild. Was... And then for the next seven years, we can say, but Connor McDavid's only cup was a pretend <laughs> cup, which you know we will. I was so... going to say, I'll, I'll be completely transparent. If it's a team I enjoy, I will argue that this cup is legitimate. And if it's a team I do not enjoy, <laughs> yeah. I will tell you it's a bullshit cup. Yeah, the idea of a, an official cup is pretty lacking although i do i mean it won't affect them at all but i if 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 toronto's gonna win it in the next 50 years let it be this year you know <laughs> let them just have that just the tiniest bit of doubt in the back of their head and the ultimate you know shit talk card for the rest of us it's, it's that would be pretty funny especially if the next year they're just not as good mm-hmm. you know anymore and you're like oh see it was all just the covid cup yeah. You which, were only good for that. Which I do think, I mean, we, you know, we. this is another tweet we can talk about, but that James Myrtle tweet that it's possible that next season wouldn't start until as early as, as late as January 1st, mm. which puts the Winter Classic in jeopardy unless the season starts with the Winter no, Classic. No, see, I'm into that. That would be sexy as hell. But, um, and then they'd still want to have an 81-game season, right? Yes. They said they still want to do that. And then if it means that they award the cup in July, that's fine. And then they'll just do a short summer, you know? Then everything's just pushed back from how it normally so was lo- by like a month. The logic of having three months there and not having the short summer this year would be COVID safety and trying to get crowds back in the building? Is that... Well, I think just... I think just being able to rest players because right but then you're i mean you're sacrificing rest on one end of it is what i'm saying yeah but you're only sacrificing like a month to get these guys like maybe an extra month or two months on this end if that makes sense uh-huh. so like rather than they're gonna award the, this cup in october like i have no doubt it's gonna be in october so, oh yeah okay so i think then they're yeah. gonna start in january you'll have about two months for them to rest oh they'll cram in 82 games They'll get to July, they'll award it July 17th, that's like a full month after they would normally award it, and they just go, fuck you guys, you don't, you get, you lose a month, you know, to rest, sorry. Which is only affecting four teams. Yeah, and it's like, and I think they understand, I don't think that's bad by any means, if anything, it's more work for people. Well, and if you're in the conference finals... Yeah. The reward is you were in the conference. And finals, you and so. if you want, you can start in like the middle of October instead of like the beginning of uh-huh. October and you know Shave buys you a couple of months. Or yeah. Yeah. Or a couple of weeks. Yeah. So yeah. I don't see what the issue is. People some people seem to be hell bent against well, I'm so, the NHL starting as late as January. I am sympathetic Namely just although fans. ultimately indifferent toward like Red Wings and Buffalo yes. Sabres fans. In the sense that, and I know we have some beloved Buffalo Sabres just, fans who may be listening. Just be better. I'm so sorry. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry what, what yeah, Jack Eichel said, like it's, but it's true. It sucks, it's so true. Which we should talk about. Let's, I'll we'll get that there. Down we'll get there. So we don't forget. But, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks. It really sucks. It really does suck. But also, the Red Wings weren't going to be watching good hockey for nine months anyway. So mm. your argument that you don't get to see... Moritz Sater play for the first time until January it doesn't carry much water to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's going to be until November anyways, you know, at yeah. the earliest. So, like, what's another month, especially with all this waiting, when they started talking about, oh, we're not going to start these playoffs until probably even end of July, beginning of August. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, like, numb to it. So 
I don't see how other people can't be at this point when it comes to having to wait that long. Yeah. And I feel, I feel more for those players than I do the fans just because fans just have to wait, but the players, yeah, that sucks. Cause like you're not playing meaningful hockey, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're keeping up with training and all that, but it's just, you're not being able to do the job you enjoy. Yeah. And it really sucks for players like to closer to the end of their career. It's so much harder yeah. to stay in shape. And, and I get that. It's just, you can't decide the fate of the league on the base of the Red Wings or Sabres not playing for mm. nine months, you know? Yeah. That's just the reality. So there's a lot. I mean, it is, you know, again, it's a yeah, but pandemic situation. Like all of it is going to suck a little, mm. but if you want to have any goodness, everybody's got to make sacrifices. The, the seating thing in the first round is a sacrifice. It's not the same sacrifice, but, you know, every every team is being gouged a little by this. Mm-hmm. The teams that, the only teams that really mostly benefit are the team, the four or five teams that are now in the seating playoffs or the, the elimination round that likely wouldn't have sniffed the playoffs mm-hmm. Blackhawks uh, Canadians you know so um, those are the teams that really queerly come out ahead but beyond that mm-hmm. uh, I don't think there's a lot of a lot of winners so to speak I saw an argument online that was saying something along the lines of this is fine to let these poor you know these teams that should have barely made in the playoffs like you said the Canadians the Blackhawks mm-hmm. it's okay to let them in because really we should be letting them in anyways because we should be expanding the playoffs um, and they were citing a lot of um I think it was a lot of like historical stuff like it used to be 16 out of 21 teams made the playoffs so like you know, pretty bad teams used to make the playoffs, so this isn't without precedent. And I'm like, no, it's not, but also, just because we did stupid shit in the past doesn't yeah. mean we can do it, we don't have to do it in the future. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going is, to yeah. do that eventually. I know it, and I hate mm. it in advance, but there's never an argument. There's no argument for 16 teams. It's preposterous. Be- uh, baseball lets in 10 of 30 mm-hmm. now, maybe 12 of 30, and I think that's too much. Like, what's the point of a regular season? Mm-hmm. A regular season in hockey is three times the length of the playoffs, mm-hmm. even if the playoffs go really long. And you're telling me that that shouldn't shave off more than half the teams? <laughs> that's just that's a real real bugaboo of mine. I hate that word, but I used it. <laughs> but he so. did it. He hates couldn't everything. Th- he just <laughs> said. couldn't think of it, but couldn't think of an alternative. Um, so we covered the interconference round, Robin. Uh, I don't, it's weird to me kind of that they're played under regular season <laughs> overtime and shootout rules, but whatever. Uh, I don't care. Well, make them as boring as possible, they said. Yeah, so let's play them sure. under regular overtime. Uh, the remaining eight teams in each conference playing the best of five qualifying round. Fine. Best of five part is fine to me. Mm-hmm. I would have probably done three, but I understand the, the desire to have five games. Uh, those will be playoff rules. And then it will be uh, the round of 16. How do you feel about bracketing versus seeding? And how do you feel about the first two rounds, five games versus seven I don't mind if they do the first two rounds as best of five just because, you know, pandemic. So why mm-hmm. not? It's, I would like best of seven just because 
more hockey, but also I get that they're trying to cram as much into this little amount of time as they have. With that being said, um, I don't think, I don't see them doing that more than the first round. I feel like the first yeah. official round of the playoffs. But then when he goes to seeding versus bracketing, again, because it's just the pandemic and it's crazy and weird, I say, why not try it? Why not just do a bunch of weird shit? It's our, if I'm already going to look at this cup and be like, I don't know if this is real or not, why not just do seeding? try to pick the opponent? Oh, try the oh, seeding? you can try doing the pick the opponent, but there's a Q&A with Gary Bettman and Bill Daly, and Gary Bettman pretty much five different times in his <laughs> answer told this poor questioner that no... Uh, they would not ever be doing a thing where the higher seed gets to pick their opponent. Mm -hmm. And he said it was a dumb question. I mean, he didn't say that, but he said it was a silly question. <laughs> Did like, he say it was yeah, silly? Yeah, something like that. I thought, he I, said, I, I thought he said, I don't think that's a bad question, but in a oh, sense... That... It's weird. Maybe I misread it, but I swear it's where it said, it's a bad question. <laughs> Maybe someone mistyped it. I'm sure he meant like it, that's not a bad question, uh -huh. but it's read, that's a bad question. <laughs> And not one we're going to answer. That's awesome. But yeah, I think they should do seeding, you know, reseed, reseed all the way to the cup, baby. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously conference finals, you just play the other team in your conference. But yeah, reseed the first two rounds. I, do th I mean, I do think if, if you've got, especially if you've got to earn the right to be the number one seed, mm -hmm. then you should play the worst team. <laughs> yeah. You know, which is not how it would work right now if it's a bracket. So, like, what's the point, you know? So, yeah, I feel pretty strongly about seeding, and so they won't do it. But uh, Straight um, to brackets. Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about who's playing who and what the situation is, and we can talk about these first-round playoffs, and then we'll talk about the draft lottery. So the four teams that advance... No questions asked and enter the round robin in the East are the Boston Bruins, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Washington Capitals, and the Philadelphia Flyers. The only real surprise there is maybe the Flyers, but they had come on really hot mm -hmm. at the end of the season. Uh, credit to them from missing the playoffs last year, maybe the last few years, mm -hmm. uh, to being no worse than the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Good for them. And then the best of five qualifying round matchups, which are all near misses in terms of the most interesting <laughs> matchups, but uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Montreal Canadiens, the Carolina Hurricanes versus the New York Islanders, or Rangers. sorry, the New York Rangers, the New York Islanders versus the Florida Panthers, and the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. You could literally almost rotate those up down one, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you could have Pittsburgh, Columbus, Carolina, Florida, New York, New York, and Toronto, Montreal, and that'd be really exciting. As as it is to me, these are all sort of weird Frankenstein matchups, but do any of them really stick out to you? I, w I will say the one that really interests me is Florida versus New York, just because it is as shut down trap game boring as you can get versus as fly by the seat of your pants anything goes no defenses you can get and so i i almost wonder if that's going to be kind of the the canary in the coal mine so to speak of these playoffs and sort in terms of like will the trap style dominate and will these teams just play really friggin boring mm -hmm. hockey or will it be a, a track meet situation in which case the the panthers could really thrive so what do you think about those series is, is, is? uh pittsburgh versus montreal 
that could be fun. What if what if uh, Carey Price goes on a tear and knocks the Penguins out? He won't. He Faces will not do a bunch that. of weak ass, crappy shots yeah. from players that haven't practiced entering the most legitimate playoffs of all time. <laughs> yeah, I believe uh, Pittsburgh has that one. Yeah, like I'm have favorites. Carolina, New York would be fun. Yeah, but like I just don't believe that. I don't believe that Carolina doesn't beat New York in five games. Oh, but I want New York to win. Oh, I do. It would be more for fun. King, for King Henrik. Yeah. You know what? I think I'm going to fall along the lines a lot in these playoffs with, like, you know what? The Joe who, Gordon Yeah, like, who deserves a cup? That, that piece of shit missed the yeah. playoffs. <laughs> well, that's his fault. Yeah. He was like, remember at the trade deadline, he was all sad because he didn't get traded. And, was, and he goes, you know... I just feel like I'm, you know, missing my shot or yada yada. I'm like, dude, you were on a stack team for the last like ten years yeah. of your career. That was your shot, my guy. Yeah, <laughs> you you had plenty of shots. Uh, yeah, I have people I'm rooting for, but all these matchups like jump out to me as like, oh shit, here's the matchup. Toronto will be interesting. It'll be it'll be fun to watch Columbus beat Toronto. Yeah, beat Toronto. <laughs> I just like that's a very. It's not a clash of styles so much as it's a clash of expectations. Columbus was looked at as a nobody team entering mm-hmm. the season, and by every rights was. Um, but, you know, credit to John Tortorella, who I, I would say is a real frontrunner for the Jack Adams Award, especially yeah. if they get out of this round. Although I know that you're not allowed to count that. but I um, can't wait for... Uh... Toronto media to bitch about John Tortorella. It, it does feel to me, by the way, like this round should count for those awards. Because if it's not the playoffs... Oh, for like Rocket Richard and all yeah, that stuff? Not, I, for, not necessarily for the those, no, but oh. at least for the, like the Lindsay and the Pearson and the, or not, those were the same thing and now only <laughs> one of them exists. The Lindsay and the Hart and stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I get why, they, why they're doing it and I always sort of think that even if it doesn't count. It sort of does count, but like, mm. you know, especially with the heart, it's always like, well, was the team in the playoffs? And now it's like, well, there was bigger playoffs than normal, you know. Well, unfortunately, Hockey Reference is going to have a whole had a whole another section That's to their true, website. Yeah. It's called Qualifying Round Stats, and they'll never grow. They'll just be there for the one for, year. For the only, yeah, that's a good point. They really, literally will be good for them. Uh, <laughs> in the East Western Conference, our very own Western Conference, the St. Louis Blues. Did they te- do they technically win the Western Conference then? I or bel- do they have I, to win the seeding bracket? No, I think they do win the Western Conference. Hey! Opa! I, think, I think we have it, baby. Good. Locked up. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche are in second place. The pesky Vegas Golden Knights are in third place. And the Dallas uh, Stars are in fourth place. How do you feel about the uh, Silver Knights? Super lame, right? We can like, agree, super lame. I pardon me like the, the logo is kind of cool, but uh, just the idea of Silver Knights. Although I saw the suggestion on Twitter that they have to get an ECHL team and call them the Bronze Knights, or they fail completely. So <laughs> that's why I mean, if they do that, I'm down with it. It's but, stupid, but it also it's like in a makes sense sort of stupid their way. Their owner is so stupid about the Knights <laughs> thing. So. He loves Knights. He's yeah. never watched a Disney movie, no, though. No. He's never watched a sporting nope. movie where, like, the Knights are the bad team. Yeah, almost always. Yeah. Uh, the best of five qualifying round in the Western Conference 
will be Edmonton, Chicago. Instantly my favorite. Number one. Steve Dangle podcast where they said that this was the most legitimate playoffs ever. They also argued strongly that Chicago could win the Stanley Cup this year because that team has been in the playoffs before. Now, I know that I think Chicago has won the season series against Edmonton this year. Like two to one. Uh Maybe they swept them completely. But I do not believe that Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid are just going to get walked over by the Chicago Blackhawks. I do not believe that. Chicago will score a goal. (laughs) I I don't even think Edmonton's that good. How can you. What. How is an how is that old bones ass team mm-hmm. that traded Robin Lanier? You, do, you fucked up. Gonna do shit to stop those two. You got Brent Seabrook's old bones back there. Like Duncan just, Keith. What are you? Ninety two year old. How do you go from neutral at the same time Connor McDavid goes from neutral as a much older team mm-hmm. and. Pray to have any shot. I mean, he could have twenty points in the series, in a five game mm-hmm. series. And I, and I'm not saying I think Edmonton's defense is all that great. No, but just, it's, it's just going to be a shootout, yeah. and Edmonton wins the shootout it's when between it's, these when two When is teams. it going to be in their defensive zone? Yeah, and plus he's fresh, so he can play thirty minutes a night. Yeah, you, you can know? just like, have Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle out there the entire game. Yeah, and then if you need. A goaltender, you can put uh, Milan Lucic. Oh, wait, he's not there anymore. You can <laughs> dust off James Neal's old bones. <laughs> See how cheap his shots are. Uh, the Nashville Predators face the Arizona Coyotes. Big fan of the Arizona Coyotes yes, in this please. one. Although, they do eat our lunch. So, maybe strategically I should be rooting for the predator, or Predators, but I can't. And we pretty much, we railroaded the Predators this year, yeah, I think. Yeah, so. we did. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks versus the Minnesota Snooze. Come on, Vancouver. I, 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 part of me I, thinks they're going to lose, and it, and it makes me angry at Vancouver <laughs> <laughs> that they would do even, such a even thing the to consideration me. consideration that they would allow you to think they might lose. Uh, and then uh, the Calgary Flames versus the Winnipeg Jets, which... Who's to say? Man, <laughs> who's, who's to who, say? What a bunch of... Those are like... Two weak Canadian teams that are just fighting and be like, we're relevant. No, we're relevant. Yeah. But they're not. No, neither of them are. Um, they weren't even potential hubs. Did we series. kill the Jets? Yeah. We broke, we broke them. I think they were like on the rise. I and mean, then they, lo- they lost to us and then their entire right side True. disapparated. But I feel like... Maybe or maybe the uh, maybe the Golden Knights broke the Jets because they looked really good in 2018's mm-hmm. playoffs, and then all of a sudden they got to playing the Golden Knights and they won one game and they were just out of it. And then the next year when we played them, I mean, fine, they were better than us in the regular season, but they just never seemed like that much of a threat in the uh-huh. playoffs after a little while. And this season, like you said, they lost their whole right side, but I don't know. They just feel like they're falling now. Yeah, they're flailing. They're a disaster now. But then you want to, There's sorry, the Cal. Ahead. I was saying then there's the Calgary Flames who are like. I swear these teams are mere images. I look at their roster and I go, that should be pretty good. And they're like, yeah, you'd be surprised. The, <laughs> and then they aren't. The Flames being the one team I have ever heard of Elliot Friedman make a bold negative declaration. About. Oh yeah, he's like, no, for sure, this is the last <laughs> year of this core. I don't even know if he gave us the never say never, which he always does, mm-hmm. like by by instinct. He was like, no, I've, I've been told they're blown I've gone up. Beyond it. 
Um, do we want to make predictions now, or do we want to save that for closer? To... No, I say we save it just yeah. because, as again, as much news as we this is, yeah, <laughs> as much news as this is, we are not going to see these teams play a game until late July. Yeah. So we need we need as much content as we can get. Yep. Uh, let's move on then to the 2020 NHL draft lottery, which they did not give us any indication of a date for, but it is after the playoffs. Oh, after no, there the is qualifying. A, oh, there is a date. Oh, there is. There's a date for phase one. Of the what? Dr- oh, yes, the, oh, for the draft well, lottery. Yeah, mm-hmm. so let's get there. Um, Gary apologizes for how complicated what he is about to explain is. How do you feel about that apology? I don't accept it. Okay. <laughs> it was. I agree. He goes. <laughs> I will. You know, and I give him credit because right <laughs> after that, he goes. You know, I apologize for how complicated this is all going to sound. He goes, not like the stuff I just said wasn't complicated. <laughs> no, I was like, that's true, Gary. Good I appreciate it. I did appreciate that bit of levity and and you know self deprecation. The draft lottery will be conducted in one or two phases, depending upon the results of the qualifying round or the draft lottery itself. I think it's really the, more it's the, the lottery. Of the lottery. Mm-hmm. Fifteen clubs are eligible to win one of the first three overall selections. The seven clubs that did not resume play, the COVID-7, mm-hmm. and the... Uh, Eight clubs that are eliminated in the qualifying round that can't skate eight. I had a catchier name for him, but I forgot. <laughs> I like what that. It was. I like it. Uh, phase one draws will be conducted on June 26th. Mm-hmm. So that's before hockey starts again. Yep. Which is when would the draft lottery really normally be? Like early in the playoffs? I think they normally Don't did they it. Don't they do like... it in like the third? Or, like, before playoff game? It's right before the playoffs started last year, I think. It was, like, the weekend before. This is before the qualifying round is even underway. There will be three draws, each to determine the first, second, and third overall pick. There will be placeholder teams occupying the draw chances for the eight teams yet to be knocked out of the qualifying round. So the seven teams that ought to... Oh, God, I forgot about Yes, that's great. Oh, sweet, sweet, Poor San sweet Jose. victory. Um, <laughs> uh, of the, the seven teams that are eligible for uh, being just a, a straight-out winner are the Detroit Red Wings, the Ottawa Senators, the Ottawa Senators, which is not a typo because San Jose traded their first-round pick for Eric Carlson. Carlson. I think so. Oh, oh. Yeah, not How does Doug Wilson have a job? You don't top three protect that? That's like a joke. People joke about top three protection. That's like, ha, 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 we're a playoff team. Just do this for funsies. The Los Angeles Kings, the Anaheim Ducks, the De- New Jersey Devils, and the Buffalo Sabres. That is the Alexi Lafreniere sweepstakes. And then from the following, ten pers- eight positions are occupied by Team A, Team B, Team C, Team D, 
D, Team E, Team F, Team G, and Team H. I actually struggled with my alphabet there. <laughs> Not a good sign. Uh, the odds range from 18.5% for the Red Wings. A combined, I guess, I don't know if that's mathematically how that works. You'd be the statistics major. But is it a comb- is it total a 25% chance for the Ottawa? Or is it some weird permutation of 13.5 oh, and 11.5? Uh, but uh, 13.5, 11.5 for the respective Ottawa slots, 9.5 for the uh, Kings, 8.5 for the Ducks, 7.5 for the New Jersey Devils, 6.5 for Buffalo, and then the final eight teams have a 6% to a 1% chance. So I think what that means, with my little math knowledge, is that the 6.5% chance for Team A, ranging all the way down to the like 1% chance mm-hmm. for Team H... If you combine all those, I think it's just shy of 25%. Mm-hmm. And so there's a 25% chance that one of these teams that we don't know about when these draws happen, because mm-hmm. the qualifying round will not have happened yet, will get one of those top three picks. So it's a fairly large chance, all things yeah. considered. I mean, it happens a fair amount. Yeah. That a team moves up. Didn't Philadelphia, when they got Nolan Patrick, move up from like 11 or something crazy? And I think the Hurricanes moved up when... Uh-huh. Or Hurricanes. Sechnikov. Or maybe it was... Sorry, maybe it was New Jersey. New Jersey moved up. To when... get Heischer. Yeah, to get yeah. Heischer. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, if a draw is won by one of the COVID-7, the non-resuming teams, uh, that club gets that selection. Duh. If all draws are won by the non-resuming clubs, then there will be no need for a Phase 2, because it'll just shake out however it shakes out. Uh, Should any of the three teams, three draws, be won by a resuming club, then a Phase 2 will take place. Phase 2 will take place after the qualifying round is complete, but before Round 1 of the playoffs begins. Any Phase 1 draw not won by a non-resuming club will be conducted among clubs eliminated, in the qualifying round, these eight clubs will have the will all have the same 12.5% chance of winning that pick. Once the top three picks are determined, the remaining clubs will be slotted in reverse order of the 2019-20 point percentage. So, when the NHL puts its finger on the scale to determine the outcome of the draft lottery like it always does. Do you think they will do so in favor of added chaos or to prevent added chaos? I think they'll give Lafreniere to Montreal and and pick which side of the coin that is. Can you imagine if Montreal got it from this shit? See, the thing of this is that I find interesting is say... Say one of those eight placeholder teams wins, yeah, the first overall pick, and then you have the Penguins lose, and they're the fifth seed. Mm-hmm. And in before this pause, before the uh, virus, they were in third in the Metropolitan, so they were going to be in the playoffs. They yeah. wouldn't have to play the silly qualifying round. Fifth but, seed in the conference. Let's say they get eliminated in the qualifying round. Got a twelve point five yeah. chance. And like, not that I'm in favor of the Blackhawks or anything, but let's say the Blackhawks lose uh-huh. in the qualifying round. They were the twelfth seed. They really didn't have any reason to be in the playoffs. They should have a better shot by the numbers than Pittsburgh. But they both have a 12.5% chance. And for that, I thank the NHL, because fuck (laughs) it. Just let it be nuts. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what you do with a draft lottery in this situation other than what they're doing, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, you you could just delay the whole thing, which I don't exactly understand why they don't. 
Well, I mean, this is the same people that said we were going to have the draft on, like, June 5th or whatever. True. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get the logic of having the round one when you could just wait. Mm-hmm. But I understand that it's difficult and you probably are incentivized to give those top teams something to get excited for. You know, if, if you're the Detroit Red Wings and you're pissed about not having hockey for potentially nine months, it sure would help a lot if you find out that in those nine months you'll get to draft Alexi Lafreniere or whatever. So God, I, ho- I hope Detroit gets pushed all the way back oh, to God, fourth. Please, please. I just, I just, I'm not even have, I don't even have anything against Detroit, but like, come on, that'd be hilarious. Uh, but yeah, that is the, that's what we know. That's what we know about knowing things. Um, anything else to say about everything he said? Hockey's back. Hockey's with back. With asterisk. Yeah, it's, again, it's one of those things where I'm so happy to have some sort of news, and it makes me so frustrated because the news is hockey will be back in two months. And it's like, great. Yes. Good. I'm excited. For now? Am I? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think. It's just a constant, a constant waiting, and I'm tired of waiting. I'm so tired of waiting. I can yeah. stay six feet from people. I can put on my mask. I can wash my hands. But I'm tired of waiting for sports. <laughs> and I guess I could just watch Korean League Baseball. Or I could watch NASCAR. Or I guess I could watch, you know, Bundesliga. I should be. I should be. For other reasons. But I'm not. And, But I just want hockey. Or I some sort of fair. American sport. I think that's appropriate. You know? UFC. They fight on an island now. Mortal Kombat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you will die. I tried watching that the other day. I'm sorry. The bad one or the semi-decent one? Is the first one the semi-decent the one? De- I mean, good. I've first watched it before, action, but it's been so long. And it wasn't that I stopped watching because I disliked it. I just fell asleep. Yeah. Well, I mean, not a great sign. But... I, I do I do like that this... What did happen in the beginning? What's the what's the main guy's name again? I can't think of his Shao name. Shao Kahn? No, nah, like the Liu Kang. No. Johnny Cage. No, is it Liu Kang? Liu Kang's Luke like Kang the. Is the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow, Stephen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <The> noisy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh. Got real racist real fast. Except um. you know, he makes that noisy and. Boy, boy. <laughs> that noise. Um, <laughs> you know how he is. <laughs> he's at like a, a monastery or something. Mm-hmm. And then Raiden shows he's up. He's a and Shaolin all, monk. Yeah, and all these Shaolin monks like bow down to white man Raiden. <laughs> it was just the funniest like, oh, Lord Raiden. He's like, yes. <laughs> I talk like this a lot. I'm here. This is the guy from, uh, this is the guy from Highlander, Seinfeld. right? Highlander? Yeah. Is that That's what it's called? Uh-huh. There can only be one. Is that Highlander? Yeah. Yes. No, it's The Price is Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another show on Netflix called Something Lander, and I'm always like, Outlander? Is, Outlander. And I'm always like, is this Highlander? No, no. it's Outlander. <laughs> but there is time travel bullshit in it. That's so. true. That's true. But are, is everybody Scottish? I don't think so. So, yeah. Which also isn't true in Highlander, but there is the one Scottish guy. <sighs> you know... That's the sign of being an adult where I find myself with free time and I could be doing really dumb shit, but then I'm always like, oh, no, I need to do like the laundry or, oh, 
knowing you do those dishes. And so, like, I'm doing all this other shit and keeping up with my life, and that's great, but then I never get to sit down and do the things I want to do, like watch Highlander for the first time, and then watch Highlander 2. Back to back. I'm reading people on Reddit, like, oh, my life, I do this and this. I'm like, oh, how glorious. I wish I didn't have guilt over my head to do a bunch of shit, Uh but it's built into me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm the same way, I think. I think, what was it, on Monday? Monday. I was like, I'm going to play a shit ton of video games because I haven't done that in a while. And I didn't until four in the afternoon. And uh-huh. then I stopped to cook dinner and then I never did it again yeah, because this... I had like laundry and cleaning the floor and I got to get gas and I got to get groceries. So I do all this stuff because I'm like, I need to do that. If I'm not doing that, I'm not an adult. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I got to get that done. And then I get to it. I'm like, man, I didn't go to do a bunch of stupid, irresponsible shit. Uh-huh. What's, yeah. What's being an adult if I can't watch all the way up to Highlander 4 or whatever? Hey, it's the anniversary of Boom Boom Gunnerson scoring his pee goal. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, I feel the same way about video games where it's like, I, 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 I feel like I need to be doing something else. And then I'm like, but wait, there's literally nothing else for me to be doing. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's a weird situation. Um, Ian, you know, who is not excited about the NHL goings on is our is our old buddy Jack Eichel. Oh, that's right. We have to return to hockey uh, talk. We don't have to if you no, let's if do you'd it. like not to, but no, let's do it. I just think this quote in particular is, is worth touching on because it's so reminiscent of what Ryan O'Reilly said about this time two years ago. Well, a month ago, two years ago. Jack Eichel said, listen, I'm fed up with the losing and I'm frustrated. It's been a tough couple of months. It's been a tough five years. I want to win the Stanley Cup every time I start a season. I'd be lying if I said I'm not getting frustrated with the way things are going. Another one bites the dust in Buffalo. And I feel deep sympathy for our friends out there and the fan base out there. Because this is a team, this is a fan base that deserves dramatically more. How could you be bad for so long? I don't... They're starting to... How have they not fired Jason Botterill? Have they eclipsed... They're getting close to. I can't say they're quite there yet for me personally, but have they eclipsed the early, uh, whatever, 2010s Oilers for you that were just fucking hapless? Yeah, Maybe. I think they're getting there. I think they're getting pretty damn close because I feel like the Oilers didn't know what they were doing and it was sad, but it was funny. And even they were like, oh man, this is nuts. We got like three number one picks in a row and we still can't figure it out. Gee willikers. People were like, oh, those Oilers, I tell you what. But Buffalo seems really fucking pissed. Like I'm sure Edmonton was too, but at least felt like with every first round pick they got, it was like something's gotta give, mm-hmm. and it kind of eventually did in 2015. <laughs> but like, which is when the Sabers got Eichel, well, yeah. who, while he's not quite McDavid, is pretty close to a generational talent. And look how the two franchises have done since then. I mean, mm-hmm. Edmonton has been unacceptably bad for having Connor McDavid, but so <laughs> much better. And Buffalo doesn't seem like they've progressed at all. If anything, they backtrack. God, there's such and a flavor of the month, like uh team too. Like, yeah. like Jeff Skinner, he's got 40 goals for us. And even though like all his underlying stats are like, this dude's pretty shit. They were like, whatever, eight years. And it's just like all these shitty contracts. And they're constantly, even I constantly think after every time they do it, I'm like, maybe they're better now. And then they aren't. Because whatever 
player blows out their knee or they send the AHL or they take a shitty trade from the Blues. Sorry, that trade was shitty the minute it got made. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter that uh, whatever's whatever tall... Tall, Sabuka. lanky boy. No. Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson. I was going to say <laughs> Nate Thompson. That man that Tage Thompson went to the AHL now. He, it was a bad trade if then. Tage, it was bad when Berglund left, but it was bad when you traded Berglund anyways. If Tage Thompson reached his ceiling, mm-hmm. it was bad. And I don't think it even matters. You know, obviously it didn't help that O'Reilly won a Conn Smythe and a Sulky <laughs> trophy, but I don't know how much that matters. It was a bad deal by Jason Bonnerill, who I don't understand how he still has a job. I'm not asking for him to be fired, but 40 million Americans have been this month, and he's not one of them. <laughs> Come on, you just sl- you just slide it in there. You well, know? this is why this is why I think the anger, especially this year, but probably in past years too, has finally moved up. Yeah, it's moved up to their ownership, the Pagulas, because they're like, "What the fuck's your problem?" Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those. And and it occurred to me while you were speaking that they've had another first overall pick since Eichel. Mm-hmm. He was second, but, you know, first overall caliber. Mm-hmm. I sometimes forget Rasmus Dahlin is out there. Mm-hmm. And very good. And they can't, they can't even be relevant. I don't, I feel, I feel bad. I, I genuinely do because we've got. You know, Anthony's our, our friend who's been a guest on the show a few times, who's mm-hmm. in Buffalo, and we've talked to uh, the actual Dwayne, the guy who made the, the infamous call to Buffalo Sports a, a few times, and we're hoping to have him on the podcast sometime. That was in, would you, would you believe that was in late January? Jeez, oh, it seems like. <laughs> of this year? seems like yesterday and like an eon ago. It, <laughs> that one seems more like a literal eon That ago. seriously seems like that happened Fine. before we won the cup. You could tell me that was released the same year as like Paramore's debut album, and I'd be like, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah that's a, when Wayne called in with his Razor phone. <laughs> But, like, I just, you know, the Red Wings are as bad as bad can be. Mm-hmm. But they're bad after a decade plus mm-hmm. of all-time greatness. And I believe deeply that they will be better. And Steve Eisenman's there. They've taken the step. Mm-hmm. Maybe Steve Eisenman's the only thing that can make the Red Wings relevant because they weren't very good before he got there the first time. <laughs> And now they won, and they Ew. weren't good after he left, and now they're bad again. But, but you know, I I feel like the Red Wings have got it figured. I feel like the fucking Senators have got it figured. Oh out. yeah, I feel better. And not about even the just senators. because the Sharks they had the Sharks pick, although that's fantastic. They're a team that is building a deep, deep well of prospects. Mm. Whether you know, I I gotta give Pierre Dorian credit. I, it's got to be hell to work for Eugene Melnick. It just, I mean, it just has to be. Yeah. And the guy, you know, if I, I uh, two years ago when he when he bungled the hell out of the when when it looked like he bungled the hell out of the Eric Carlson trade, mm-hmm. and I don't think we can be too hindsightish and say, well, you know, because he didn't know he was getting the, uh, potentially <laughs> the third overall pick. True. At worst, the fifth, I guess, overall pick. But um, you know, I mean. It, you look back at some of the trades he made, the the fiasco with... Um, oh, the, Duchesne? No, the guy... Well, yeah. Although, <laughs> but the guy who... Which one? Ended up in Florida by way of San Jose, Mike Hoffman. Mm. The Mike Hoffman fiasco. Mike Hoffman. 
um, become, and, and yeah, the, the price they pay for Duchesne. Um, but they've really brought themselves back. And now if I was a, you know, in a couple of years, if I was a team looking to build, mm-hmm. I might get Pierre Dorian to come on as my GM, you know, but like the, the Sabres, it just feels like what's the hope for them right now. They mm-hmm. have two centerpiece players and they have not great goaltending this year, but they're supposed to have great prospects. Mm-hmm. Ukopeka Lukanen, who is the name I say whenever I get the opportunity. I just don't, I don't get it for them. And I, I feel really bad for that franchise. Cause like when we do our misery index, which I guess we'll do in the summer that will be in November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, you know, oh man, you've heard, you've heard of Christmas in July. Now listen to summer in November. They fucked with our whole our yeah. whole schema. Are we gonna have a prospect pyramid in November? Yeah, sure. Ah, oh, Jesus. But way to go, NHL. Look on the bright side. That means so much less time between that one and the next one. That's true. Um, but. I just don't, I don't, I mean, what my point was, I don't know if I actually finished it, but if my point was, I, I don't know how they could possibly not be the team at the top again, mm-hmm. right? Weren't they already? Or did we go with Ottawa? I think we went with Ottawa. But whoever it was, I mean, I don't see how it's LA not... was very close. I remember LA being very close. Yeah, because we did factor in contracts and stuff too. I'll see if I can find the notes. But um, Didn't TBS steal this from us? Yes, they yeah, they absolutely did. Jamila Jamil, they said, was more attractive than me, which I personally for deeply debate. offended by. And they called the impractical jokers more established, which I don't even know what the hell that means. But yeah, yeah, they did. They did steal it from us. Um, well, you, you all folks, you always got to say TM after something. That's right. <laughs> if you say it, that's enough. That's yep. all you got to do. Trademarked. Uh, but. I just, I feel so badly for that team in this Eichel quote, which we barely actually even touched on as more than a launching pad for this discussion. Um, It's just kind of, it's kind of devastating and it's kind of like, yeah, how could he not say that? Well, I feel bad because when O'Reilly said that first, the first time, they were all PO'd and sad about it. And they were like, how could you, you know, how could you say that Ryan O'Reilly? And then he left. And then he played well, and they all were like, oh, shit. And so now this time around, because it's an even better player, it's their best player saying it, they're kind of like, yeah, I think, he, <laughs> I think he's right. Ian, would you like to guess the teams? I won't hold you to the order, but would you like the, to guess the teams that when our, were in our top five sure. in our misery index? One's got One of them's got to be Minnesota. That was the last that we put them in dead last and at the time i thought this was funny i wrote that their general general manager was pete rondon chia hexwadel because that was one oh, had fired one uh, what's his name but fenton yeah yeah so not great for them not great not great okay minnesota la i remember la was in there were they not los angeles was number 28 okay ottawa Ottawa was number 29, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so LA, Ottawa, Minnesota. Um, I'm, get, I'm gonna give you a spoiler. Yeah. Buffalo, not in the bottom five. So. Oh, really? Oh. Uh, Detroit? 
Detroit was number 27. So what am I missing? 26. 26. The best of the worst of the best. Is it, is it San Jose? It is very close to San Jose, but it's not San Jose. Oh, it's Anaheim? Yep. And somehow we put the Buffalo Sabres at 20? I do remember that. We had hopes. We I remember, had hopes the, I remember they weren't. Yeah. Because they were sort of good last year, and there was excitement about what maybe... Yeah, they had like a 10-game winning streak. Yeah. Yeah. And then... No, now they're bottom. (laughs) Congratulations, Buffalo. Sorry, guys. Um, Does Jack Eichel stay with the Sabres through his entire contract? No. No, No, he's gone. No. See you, Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel. (laughs) Welcome to St. Louis, Jack Eichel. I did see someone put that on the uh, tweet underneath, or like replying to that tweet, whoever tweeted out was... uh, like Doug Armstrong enters the chat. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. That's terrific. Uh, anything else you'd like to touch on before we close out here today, tonight? No. Um, no. Watch Parasite. Parasite's a good movie. I watched it again. I've watched it twice I now. actually have to tomorrow, I think. You have to. I've been well, I'm in a, acquired. I'm in a in a book club which is a nerdy sentence i was invited to join and that's not a book i do know that (laughs) but because because you have to read the whole thing it qualifies apparently i did not establish the rules for this book oh that's funny uh but uh read this defunct steak and shake menu (laughs) it does have english letters so it does qualify i could really go for some steak and shake you want to go get some i would love that but uh they're all gone we'll find one We'll, we'll soldier on. Culver's is open, and it's the same. Have you been to Freddy's? Yes, once or twice. Is that? It's the same. Same, okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's good. It's good. I like Freddy's. Second so we're going to Freddy's. <laughs> uh, folks, thanks for joining us tonight on your so probably Saturday morning or afternoon or some other time. Uh, you know, as always, send in topics of discussion if you have Please. them. Rate and review review and subscribe to the show on Hit iTunes, that bell. Stitcher, Google Play, any of your other favorite podcatchers. And uh, follow us on Twitter at Two Guys No Cup. And, uh, you know, thank you to all of our sponsors for their loyal support during these troubling times. Yeah, Freddy's. <laughs> Freddy's. Freddy's, I've never eaten there. <laughs> Freddy's, where you could go to get a nice steak burger and ice cream. I couldn't because I never have. I've heard great things. Freddy's, Freddy's, steak burgers, and frozen custard. Uh, Folks, we got to go to Freddy's. We'll talk to you real soon. Order up. Keep it 100. There's a lot to love about Freddy's frozen custard and steak burgers. I like to get vanilla concretes with cookie dough and rainbow sprinkles. Oh, turtle sundae. (laughs) Without a doubt. (laughs)